0: Welcome back to the No Name Football Podcast. I'm here with my co-host for today. My other co-host popped up late on the injury report. I think he had a hamstring or something, Cat J. Mag, <laughs> uh, not not so not so Temple tough today. Hamstring injury. He'd be out. He would just be out for this week. He'll be back. He'll be back next week. Uh, we're gonna rest him this week for our big game uh, next week. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, 12 year NFL vet, Cheney Wolf, tough. James Big Cat Williams and joining us, Big Cat. Uh, we're always lucky to have this guy, man. Uh, no one knows more about the Bears. He contributes on 6'70 to score, the Mully and Hall show. Uh, he's been on the beat since 2001. I remember seeing him in the hallway. We used to always have a few comments for each other, uh, walking past each other in the hallway. Uh, you know, done some work with him, Cat. He's become a good friend. Uh, Big, thanks for joining us, man.
1: My pleasure. How are you guys today?
0: Good, good, man. Good. Um,
2: Next one. I I have a question for you and I'm I'm going to I'm going to start off with the easy one as far as these new helmets they're breaking out. Mm. Oh, the, <laughs> the, the 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 orange domes that they are going to break out Thursday night.
1: What do you think? I, you know what? I, I don't like the orange uniforms, the jerseys, you know? So I, I don't know what the helmets will look like and I'm sure they're combining the orange helmets with the orange jerseys. Um, I'm just like... For me, from the press box view, those navy jerseys with the white numbers, it's really easy to see who's who, okay? And when you've got that angle and that perch in the press box, trying to read the numbers on the orange jerseys is a little more difficult, right? So the helmets... (laughs) I guess the helmets I really don't care about, you know. And, and to me, the the Bears helmet's pretty classic. Uh, when when you talk about the, the different helmets around the league, so I, I don't care about the helmets. For me, it's a, it's just more difficult to read the numbers uh, from the vantage point I have to watch the game if if they're wearing the orange jersey the navy with the white it's fine the white with the navy numbers that's easy um when they mix it up it's a little more difficult to say who was the holding call on there who had the pressure on the quarterback things of that nature when it's happening uh in real time Okay, so maybe that's
0: selfish on my part. <laughs> I don't get, you know, I, I didn't, didn't want to say anything. You know I mean? <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Biggs, so between that and the air siren, your head could, your head could hurt uh, uh, come yeah. Thursday. Uh-huh. When you get home late Thursday night trying to uh, write that uh, write that column at 2 in the morning. Yeah, so no, it, uh, it might
1: be a little more challenging, but they got rid of the air raid siren, so that's a, that's a beautiful thing. I don't know how much that actually helped them, but... Uh, you know what? Maybe they'll sell uh, a bunch of orange jerseys and orange helmets, and it'll be a uh, a good move for them. I, I don't know. Now is
2: it that they got rid of the air raid siren, or they just haven't scored enough to use it? <laughs> you, you, just well,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. you just haven't heard it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I haven't heard it, and I'm I'm just gonna assume for the best here that that they've uh, ditched it, moved on to uh,
0: to something else. Um. I The only reason why I like the air raid, raid siren Biggs is because the media you saw, everybody complained about it. So I used to act like I loved that thing just because it was irritating everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Biggs, now um, after last week, uh, I'm getting ready. Next year, I got my Super Bowl tickets. Found our quarterback. Uh the offense was humming from what I heard. Uh everyone's excited now. He did, I gotta admit, Justin Fields did play better. He he did look like he was getting the ball out a little sooner. Uh not on every play, but it was good to see them on the road with silent count, beat the blitz on a few plays. Uh looked like he knew where things were coming from sometimes. And then uh just a dynamic runner. But uh facing Del Rio and Ron Rivera this week, two real good defensive coordinators. Uh, how does he take the next Step on the performance he just had.
1: Well, I think he's. I think he's got to just build off it, and I, I think it's it's playing with with more rhythm, which is what we saw at Sodor. Right, you mm-hmm. saw plays that looked like the, the timing was there. It wasn't a, a scramble drill where he complete the pass. Those are good things, but for him to grow as a passer, and you feel like, hey, he's developing this foundation or base where he can operate from the pocket and make things happen and, and lead drives down the field, you saw some advancement. He was more accurate, right? Mm-hmm. He was more accurate on first and second down. I mean, there was a ridiculous stat through the first four weeks that on first and second down, he was completing 42% of his passes, which is just unheard of, especially when an offense has a running game like the Bears did. Has been able to enjoy and lean on so far. So I, th- I think uh, I'm going off the top of my head, but I believe he was 12 of 15, passing on first and second down against the Vikings. So things looked a lot smoother in that regard. They got the ball to the tight end, those, those easy throws you need to make uh, in the middle of the field. They got the one deep shot to Mooney. They got a pass interference on a throw to Mooney. Uh, their wires were crossed up when he tried to hit him. Uh, in the end zone on that on that first drive uh, of the game for the Bears offense, but he it, it showed some growth and development. Uh, I don't know about the folks that are uh, head over heels for this. Uh, Two hundred eight yards, one passing touchdown, which was basically a handoff to Bayless Jones Jr. Uh, isn't going to get it done uh, most Sundays, but he was better, uh, and and that's that's what we're judging him on. Where, where was he? the week before where was he
2: the month before and he was improved against the Vikings hey bigs you brought up Bayless Jones Jr where where does he fit in this wide receiver room there was so much talk about him during the offseason of him being a guy that you know could possibly take the top off the defense and you know coming off an injury where is he now where is he in their thought process as far as being able to help him
1: well, I think we're going to see a little bit more each week. You know, but, but I look at him right now as an inexperienced guy who missed a good chunk of training camp and preseason and then obviously the first three weeks of the regular season. Is sort of a gadget player right now. he's going to be pigeonholed. Is, is that uh, for the entire season or his career? No, but I think that's kind of where they're at with him right now. I think you're, you're looking for creative ways to get the ball uh, in his hands and, and let him show that athletic ability, that speed. He's got some strength. We saw him, you know, run, basically run through a tackle there uh, at the goal lines. More ways to do that, if you can do that in the middle of the field and not be uh, in, in the red zone when you pull it off and in maybe get him some more touches, I think that's probably the goal. But you look at his college career, which was a long one, obviously, because he's 25 years old, and he was at USC, he was in Tennessee, and it, there were seasons where he barely got on the field and he was healthy. So, um, you know, I think it's going to take some time to bring him along. The Bears obviously fell in love with that and drafted him in round three. Because of the stopwatch time, right? Because of some of the measurables. But developing him as a wide receiver, I think it's going to be a process.
0: Biggs, I'm wondering, when I watched the film with uh, Justin Fields, when he rolls out, when he takes off running, I knew he was athletic. But when I saw that 52-yard run, I thought, what in the Michael Vick, Randall Cunningham just happened here? Like, I didn't know, have you been surprised at just how dynamic he is when he gets out there in the open field and on the edge, and it looks like he may be the fastest guy on the field?
1: Yeah, I mean, because it's, it's the combination of the speed and the strength. You know, he's mm. not a little guy. And, and sometimes when you see NFL players move like him, they, they weigh a buck 75 or so, right? I mean, mm. he's what? Two hundred twenty plus pounds. He's got some muscle, so and, and you don't want to see him try to you know, run through tackles. But he's just so elusive, he's so strong that it, it, it's just a it's a great combination. Now, what what I've kind of wondered for a while, and I don't know if you guys feel this way, but is there an opportunity to uh, sprinkle in some more designed runs for him because we? have We've only seen a small handful of those this season. We've got a lot of carries, but most of those are, are pass plays that, uh, you know, something went around uh, or it was covered up or there was pressure or you, you name it, and he decides to pull the ball down and take off. But he is a runner, can they sprinkle in here and there uh, some design runs. You, you don't want to be adding more hits. Uh, to him because you want to keep him healthy. But, yeah, that that 52-yard run was, was something special. And it's the kind of thing that, that this week keeps uh, Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio up late at night. Mm-hmm. And next week it's going to keep uh, Bill Belichick and his staff up late at night because you're just worried about playing really good defense, about uh, plastering the wide receivers, but then not having an answer for Justin Fields when he leaves the pocket and all of a sudden he's at the second level. And before you know it, it's it's Justin Fields in a safety or a cornerback in a foot race to the goal line.
2: Yeah, see, I feel, I felt like you bigs, uh, at the beginning of the season as far as, you know, maybe giving him more design runs and, you know, giving him the opportunity to, to, to make those reads and, you know, step up into the line of scrimmage. But the more I watch him, man, the more I worry about the shots that he takes. He's just, he just doesn't seem like the runner that Knows how to take those shots. Like you see, some guys get hit and they know how to roll with the hit. And he just seems like every time, whether he's sliding or whether he's trying to get that extra yard, um, he he's just taking big shots.
1: Yeah, well, and he and he he, um, that's a risk every time. Every time he doesn't move, right? That that there's going to be a linebacker that's got an angle on him uh, that, that he doesn't see or doesn't see until. Too late, and and then you're, you're looking at um, you, you know crossing your fingers and hoping that he pops up and he doesn't have a shoulder issue or or a hip or something of that nature. You know, he, at that quarterback position right now, um, you've got Lamar Jack- Jackson in terms of just crazy uh, athletic ability and speed and, and the ability to to make defenders miss in the open field. But it feels isn't the most runner, and I say that. Um, yeah, you know, look at a guy like Daniel Jones, okay, who's not as elusive as Justin, not as fast, but he's got he's got plenty of speed. And Daniel Jones um, is, is real crafty, I think, when he pulls the ball down and runs. Uh, he's not as dangerous uh, for the defense, but he's had games and he did it against the Bears, where you know he was slipping out the back door, and, and it was like. He kind of knew where the play was going to take him immediately or his field is kind of like he's waiting, he's waiting and he sees it. And because he's so slippery and so strong, uh, he can turn what looks like a broken play into, a, into a, an explosive run for the Bears
0: offense. Yeah, he had uh linebacker Jordan Hicks out there a couple times. That guy I could tell by his body language he was scared. He was like, What the <laughs> hell? Why am I one on one with this guy right. in open field? Biggs, um, we're almost falling before we let you go, we're almost falling into the Chicago media trap where the defense was the biggest problem on Sunday, but we just talk about offense all day long and what's wrong with the offense. Uh the defense, Minnesota ends the game 17 plays, 75 yards, seven minute drive. Um I think it could have been a different game, though, if Jalen Johnson was on the field. Um, Do you think he can actually help them uh, get off the field, stop the run, uh, stop giving up first downs, cover guys a little better? What can this defense do to perform at a higher level, end games, uh, put pressure on the quarterback, just things that have been missing so far this season?
1: Yeah, I think he can help a lot. You know, he was fantastic through the first two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then we haven't seen him because of that quad injury. Fully expect him to start Thursday night against Washington. And he's the most talented cornerback they have by a wide margin. He's Mm -hmm. a guy that can get man coverage and take an opposing receiver uh, out of the play. Is he going to win every one of those matchups? No but he's going to do a lot better than anybody else that can line up out there. And I, I think they, they fell in this trap where they were in that kind of soft zone and Kirk Cousins has got enough experience that he's just going to pick those windows up, apart. He, he got to the end of the game and the NFL has those next-gen stats and Cousins had 42 pass attempts and not a single one was into a tight window. I think with Johnson out there, uh, they can they can create some tight windows, and, and they're going to need him because if you look at the commander's roster right now, I think the strength of that team uh, might be the wide receiver position. They've got some really talented guys with Carson Wentz to throw the ball to. So what does this defense need to do uh, to play better? It, it's got to be better on third down. They're last in the league right now. Opponents are converting 50.7% of third downs. It's just you know, completely uh, unacceptable, right? Your goal's got to be for that year to be uh, under 40, and uh, they're just getting dashed on third down. Maybe this is the right opponent for them. The commanders were one for 11 on third down last week uh, against the Tennessee Titans defense. It's pretty good against the run, but I don't know that it's a great uh, defense. So they've got to be better uh, on first down stuff uh, being in all these third and three or less situations and uh, give themselves a chance. Because when, when you know, Finger watch get five, third and six plus, those are plays where Jalen Johnson can make a difference. Now, he can only cover uh, one guy, but he's going to help you out. And his absence has been notable uh, in these three games that he's missed.
2: Biggs, we, we're going to get Jalen Johnson back. Everyone knows, you know, of the youth in the secondary. What's going on with that pass rush? Where has yeah. where has Robert Quinn been?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, the one thing I noted about Robert Quinn at the beginning of the offseason, guys, uh, is he hasn't had a back-to-back double-digit sack seasons, so 10-plus so sacks since, like, 2013-2014. It's been a long time since he's put together consecutive seasons where he looked at it and he said, man, this guy was really getting after the quarterback. And I'm sure there's a variety of reasons why he's had some down season, uh, between now and then, but recall back to 2020 when they brought him here and paired him up with Julio Mack and he, he really wasn't an impact guy. Then last year he breaks Richard Dent's single season record, uh, for the bears. So the biggest problem they have right now with the pass rush is they're not stopping uh, the run. And you've Mm got to play better run defense. They're 31st in the league giving up about 170 yards a game on the ground. When, when you can't stop the run, you're not going to earn the right to get after the passer. I I know people brought up the question a week ago, where was the pass rush against the giants? Why there were like six true pass rush opportunities in that game. The Giants barely threw it. Uh, There was a ton of uh, bootleg by Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor. and What we see her cousins do, they love to get him outside the pocket. He loves to get – and far outside the pocket. You know, they will roll him out outside the numbers. Uh, So, But there were opportunities to get home, and and they didn't get it done. And they've got to be better in that regard. And it it goes hand-in-hand with the coverage – yeah, you've got to have coverage for your pass rush to get home, but they've got to win more consistently up front, and they've got to create more opportunities. They've got to get more at bat, uh, and they're going to need to do that by playing better uh, run defense. Washington hasn't run the ball particularly well uh, this season. Carson Wentz has been stacked, uh 20 times. I think there's only two <laughs> quarterbacks that have been sacked more in the league, and I think this is going to be a really interesting game uh, for the Bears defensive line, particularly the interior. Washington has got some really inexperienced, uh, guys in the middle of that offensive line. The center, uh, is, I think he's got like three career starts. He kind of came from nowhere. Um, Andrew Norwell's playing very poorly, uh, in one of those guard spots. Uh, I think they've got Trey Turner, whose better days are well behind him at the other guard spot. So if the interior of the Bears' defense line can win consistently, I think they can create a lot of problems for Carson Wentz.
0: Yeah, that that... Offensive line went against Philadelphia, Dallas, and Tennessee back to back to back. So, uh, they had some tough matchups and it showed. And, and you can, you can always see how much, uh, people have invested in their offensive line when you go against defensive lines that are well invested in bigs. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, enjoy the Ron Rivera. Uh, Juan Castile, Chris Harris, Charles Leno, revenge game this week. Uh, And I know you're going to enjoy your weekend after you're done watching the Bears uh, battle the commanders.
1: Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully we get a lot better game than we saw last Thursday with Denver and Indianapolis. I, you know, I felt bad for Al Michaels because you could tell he was a little bit distressed by the uh, quality of play. (laughs) Uh, In that game, and and Al is, like, probably my favorite guy to listen to call a game. And hopefully, you know, Al's uh, Al's got stuff to be a little bit more excited about Thursday night.
0: For sure, Biggs. Thanks for joining us, man.
1: Have a great day, guys. Have a good
0: one. Looking for a taste of the islands? Look no further than no foods. That's NOH Foods of Hawaii. No Foods was developed to reflect the many international cultures and races of the islands. Hawaiian, Japanese, Chinese, Korean, Portuguese, Filipino, and more. Known for the wide variety of delicious seasoning and sauces, the products of No Foods can make anyone a master chef in their own kitchen easy to prepare and delicious in flavor are the hallmarks of no foods. Again, that's NOH of Hawaii. This is like Chinese beef broccoli, Korean barbecue, Filipino adobo, Hawaiian Kalua pork, and many, many more. Don't forget about the refreshing and very popular Hawaiian iced tea sweetened with raw cane sugar and just the right touch of lemon. You can find NOH Foods online at amazon.com and nohfoods.com. Also, in many stores and supermarkets. As we say in the islands, say yes to no. Aloha always good to have Brad Biggs, uh, from the Chicago Tribune join us. Um, no one knows more stats. He says stats and I'm like, oh, man, you know, what? <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: you gotta write stuff <laughs> down. <Right. laughs>
0: Guy works really hard at his job, man. I, I hope, uh, the state of Illinois and the city of Chicago appreciate having a, a reporter like Brad Biggs. He, right. he takes his job seriously, uh, works really hard at it. Even, you know, um, tries to learn the game. Like try, studies the game, talks to people who know, watch the game, does a good job, does yeah. a good job writing articles. He, his 10 thoughts uh, on the Chicago Bears and he takes questions uh, some of the best columns in all, in all of in, in all of Chicago, Illinois on the Chicago Bears. So uh, we appreciate having Bigs join us every time. Cat, We'll start. We were usually starting again, I remind everybody that our co-host, Carmel Catholics head coach, uh, is out this week. You know, I, we're giving him a, a hamstring. Ham, hammy, we're hammy. giving him a, hammy. We're Ham, giving him a hamstring. We're giving him a hamstring strain. Uh, actually, he's just busy, man. He guy, I don't know. J-Mac is busy all the time. And when you're a head coach at a high school, you got a lot to do. And he's got a, a lot to do today, so he couldn't make it. Obviously, we miss having him. Uh, but, uh, J-Mac, I mean, Big Cat, talk to us about a little bit about Lake Forest and who you guys got and, and what you're expecting from the Lake Forest scouts this week. Well, we got Warren this week. Um, and Warren
2: is... One of the toughest, if not the toughest team in our division. They come out. They're a team that plays smash mouth football. Um, I remember going up there for the first time when Jai was a sophomore and watching that sophomore team walk onto the field and all the kids from Lake Forest looking like, oh my God, these are grown men, Mm -hmm. you know, but um, they're beatable. Right. You know, but we have to play our game. We cannot have the mistakes that we've had the last couple of weeks. And, you know, some of our mistakes are just genetic. You know, we just don't match up size wise with guys. But a lot of our stuff is stuff that can be corrected. um, You know, just a lot of mental stuff that has to be worked on, that has to be. We have to be in sync mm-hmm. a, in order to win this game. So you know we're we're gonna go in. We're gonna give them a fight, and uh, we're gonna give them all we got.
0: Yeah, it's uh, um, it's always fun to watch the kids grow through those kind of games because yeah. that those kind of games are just they're challenging. You know, they got the advantages, but they show up, and you know, it's um. It's always a question of you can win, but are you willing to? Right. Are you willing Because This is going to be a fight, right? You got to fight every down, every play. Uh, Carmel will be heading down. I'll be heading down with J. Uh, J Magdem to play Maris this week. Okay. Same thing. You know, Maris from the South Side. I watched a lot of Maris when Josh and James were playing for Loyola. Very good football team. They got very good players. They're well coached. Right. Uh, the fans are involved down there, you know, screaming and yelling. It's a great atmosphere. Uh, so we got big challenge too. But um that's why you play. Right. That's why you play ball. Right. You play ball to go see China, and that's how you grow, and that's how you become a better team. Um, and and you coach them how to play football and that kind of game, yeah. right? Because that's why that's why you're playing football. Right. You're playing football to play against guys who are really damn good. Right. Our teams who are really damn good. And so it's it's just going to be a, a tough matchup, but a good matchup for Carmel. So uh, excited about that. Um, good luck to all the high school teams this week. It's getting getting down close now. Some teams are, some teams in the playoffs, are, are obviously the good teams, you know, um, some teams fighting to get into the playoffs. So uh, I know like uh, j Magdam them have been rebuilding that program up there, Carmel now, uh, since J-Mac became head coach, I think three years ago. So um if, We make the playoffs this year be the first time since 2016 so they are working hard up there trying to build a program and and like you know this it's not the easiest thing to do so that's where he is today uh doing more of his responsibilities he has and sometimes i go up to he's like god i had to wash the damn clothes today i'm like man that's so, all <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> wow <laughs> like, like, like did they pay you enough to wash right, clothes right, around right. here like right. was like, that in your job is, description hey, when you signed <laughs> one day he told me meet him up there cat j-mac did and i'm talking about jason mckee for our listeners here on a no-name pod he's one of our co-hosts and I got there. I'm like, where the hell is J-Mac? He walks in the building. He's like, I have to go buy detergent down the road. <laughs> so, uh, to all the coaches out there who do that kind of work, who, who keep the programs running, uh, who, who do the, uh, uh you know, they grow the game. They grow the yeah. game every day. So to all the coaches out there, whether you're an assistant, a head coach, uh, if you're trying to teach a game to kids, uh, thank you. Thank you to you. Thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for doing all you do well for the kids in the program. Because, uh, while I like to talk the game, there's people actually growing the game. There's people actually playing the game. Uh, so uh, that's what that's what <laughs> that's what J mac I don't I don't know exactly what he's doing today, but I hope he's not washing people's clothes. <laughs> uh, I hope I hope there's not a few jock straps today. But uh, he does a great job up there, man. That uh, they're Carmel Catholic, but, but yeah, we didn't get a chance to go over uh, just because of time. And, and, and you know, I'm doing things, you're doing things, J macs doing things. Um, the Vikings game. And kind of just, you know, quick takeaways before we get into this Washington, uh, commanders matchup. Just when you were watching the Vikings game, uh, and, the, you know, the Bears lose that game, but come back roaring back after, the, you know, you watch the first half, you're like, Oh gosh, this is gonna be a blowout. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, they get two scores, uh, one at the end of the, uh, end of the half, one in the third quarter, then they kick a field goal and they're in the lead and you're watching, you're thinking, are going to win this they, game? How get here? <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, what were your thoughts on watching, especially a lot of people excited about Justin Fields' performance?
2: Yeah, and, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see him take another step forward. But one thing that, you know, I realize and I hope – other people realize is it's got to be more than one game. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got to string some games together. That offense has to string some games together. The defense has to come out stronger because watching that Minnesota game, the first quarter and a half, quarter and three quarters was, yeah, I might be done watching this by halftime and just have to come back and pick it up later Mm -hmm. because I I did not see any way of them stopping the Vikings. Mm -hmm. They moved down the field. They put long drives together. They weren't able to stop them on third down. And then like you said, it was like a, a switch clicked. The defense started playing a little better. The offense got a few opportunities that they took advantage of. The big Mooney catch, that one-handed catch in the middle of the field, that was that was awesome. That was awesome, man. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, you know, there there were a few passes that you know Justin would like to have back that, you know, he could have put on the front shoulder of a guy instead of the back shoulder, mm-hmm. and now we're talking about drops. And, you know, everybody in an NFL locker room, the quote is, if you touch the ball, you should catch the ball. hmm you know, so they did some good things. They did some things that you know they're going to have to improve on. Like like Big said, hopefully getting Jalen Johnson back shores up that young secondary a little bit. Mm-hmm. But even with Jalen back, you still need some pass rush, man. Yeah, you, they've got to find a way to get off the ball, get into the backfield, and put some pressure on wins. They 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 have
0: to do it. Um, I, I, I was reminded when I saw this game and I heard the reaction from everybody. And you can't blame people in Chicago. I mean, you can't blame them, Cat. Me and you've been, me and you in the league, you know, combined 26 years. We've seen a lot of ups and downs and, uh, we're a little more tempered than most because we know, like you just said, you have to do it again. Like if we're talking about Justin Fields, right? Last year against Pittsburgh. Great game, man. We were excited, right? He wounded on the field, took the lead, hit Mooney in the back of the end zone. Um, and then he played Baltimore. I think he got injured and, but he went against Don Wing, Martindale and put on, anyway, um, he has to put him back to back, like yes. you're saying. Uh, it reminded me though, and you were there today. Um, I, 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 I don't know why I thought about this. Kate McNown played against the Detroit Lions, right? I, I got an article here from Mully on December 20th, 1999. And it says McNown shows what all the hollering was about. Yeah. And this was the day, <laughs> right? And so, 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 so M- Mully and for the Mully and Hall show, right? He writes, this was the day the Bears have waited for since April when Mark Hadley went dealing on draft and ended up with the guy he really wanted. Cade K- me now. Anyway, Cade K- throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. Right, so uh, I was remi- for some reason I was reminded of that day, and I don't want to put Justin Fields, you know, no, I, that's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is just put Justin Fields. No, I did I, did, I did, I did, I <laughs> did, and, and and I hope Mulligan listens to this too because you'll be like, damn it, Olin, you know what I mean? But um, you know, he 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 threw for 300 yards. It, it, it was it was a good game. I remember being there. I remember it because I remember um Luther Ellis beat me clean, and I screamed at kid. Watch out! And he took off running he gained some yards. He said, "Thanks, Olin." I go, "Yeah, that was that was a watch out block. <laughs> hey,
1: look out
0: block. Look <laughs> hey, <Hey>, out block." <laughs> hey, I, I missed big on Big Luke. You know, uh, uh, but um, like we're saying, uh, we you know Rex Grossman has had great games. Right? He's had he played great sometimes. Yeah. Um, K. McNown, Kyle Orton has had great. It's just uh, you like to see the growth. It's just that when you've been Played as many quarterbacks as me and you have played with. Uh You had young guys, too, that have yeah. had good games. You just, I hate to say it, but you just got to see it week right. after week. Now, just Justin Fields, we talked about Brad Biggs. Uh, what in the Randall Cunningham was that 52-yard run? I mean, that was spectacular. I mean, he looks like the fastest guy on the field at some points, Cat. I, I didn't know that about him coming out of Ohio State. I didn't know he was that dynamic when he gets out there in the open field. I didn't, like, he, like, I, I, I seen him last year, like, Bosa looked like he was slow when when he outran Bosa. And we all know how fast Bosa right, is. Right, But everyone else would look like they were moving in reverse while he was running towards the end zone on a on a block in the back that you could have not called. Like, that, the play was legitimate. Like, I don't even know it's if a that... a little you, bit of a flop. Yeah, I don't even yeah. know if that guy makes the tackle on, right. on field, to be honest, Kat. So, a legitimate... Big time play by Justfield reminding me of the 49ers play he had last year. Remember that where he booted out, and made three or four yeah. guys miss, and he went, man. And yeah. It just, it just kind of, uh, um, you don't want to like pour water on the fire, but gosh, you just kind of get like when I see that, I'm like, hey, just I wish you would have built the O line and the receivers a little more, Ryan. Like so we could see this guy. I want to see him with more weapons. I want to see him with some highly touted O line free agents or high draft picks on that offensive line i I just get disappointed when I watch him play like that and I think, man, what if he had guys around? i I don't be. know yeah anyway right.
2: what it could be you know. um yeah he he is an exciting player to watch once he gets outside of the pocket and and my question is, you know coming out of the draft after his first year. Even listening to Matt Bowen, who we talked a couple talked to a couple of weeks ago, talking about how efficient he is as a pocket passer, I wonder how much they have been in his head to stay in the pocket to not get out there and, and, and run around like he has the ability to do. Is that one of the things that you know has kind of stifled him a little bit? that, that he gets, that he starts thinking about it a little too much. Like, I want to stay in the pocket. I don't want to go out here and do what seems to feel natural to him. Like Mm -hmm. you said, I mean, he looks like a gazelle running around out there and just, um, you know, you give him some open field. And like you said, guy, defensive guys eyes are going to light up because he's not an easy get down. He's not an easy guy to get down to the ground.
0: Yeah. And that's not a no name defense he was going against, right? right? Like they got, right. they got dudes on got that guys. team, right? They yeah. got guys yeah. who can run. They got guys who can play ball. So anyway, offensively, obviously the run game wasn't there. People are now lining up and say, no, you're not yeah. just going to run the ball on us. And we talked about last week one of the Bears' biggest problems is they don't have an elite offensive lineman to leave one-on-one. So if you can't get teams to play nickel, and you show up in nickel. Everyone's one-on-one, especially against a 3-4 team because right. they have five rushers on the field and we do our little five-down call. Uh, the worst call for any O-lineman to hear in the history of O-linemen. <laughs> right? Five-down! <laughs> hey, hey hey, hold your ass, right? right? It's <laughs> you hold, are on your <laughs> <own>. <laughs> It's hold your ass time. So, um, especially in Minnesota, especially with the crowd noise, uh, you know, it was just... But it was good to see Mooney out there. It was good to see... Blitzes. I think he had Cole Komet one time in the middle of the field when the blitz came. Guys coming free. He's reading it. Seen him do that last year too, one time. So consistency. Looking for the consistency of effort out of the O lines. Good to have Montgomery back. Good to have him pass blocking, right? Yes. Um just just good to see. We you know, we don't they don't they don't have a lot of weapons, Cad. They don't have a lot of uh, guys out there. They you know, Velas Jones. Oh, this is what I want to ask you. I was thinking about Vilas Jones, and I saw him run that um, jet sweep they ran. And there was a part where he was almost by the hash, and then he turned on the speed, and I was like, oh, there's that speed they're right. talking about. Now, I don't care if you're hurt, Cat, for a long time. You have the playbook. You should you're on one, Okay. Do you think he's just one of those guys where he, he's one or two or three plays a game? Like, I hope he's not. Right. I hope we didn't spend a pick on a guy who you can't give too much to. Right. Because the fact that we can't put him in a slot, the fact that we can't put him somewhere or in just one package on and off, you know what I mean? Like the fact that he only comes in by the goal line until I see him playing. I'm starting to wonder now, is he capable of? Giving a lot of information to him, or does that bog him down?
2: Yeah, and and it's it's not like we haven't seen people like that come through here before, right? Right. As far as you know, just the information overload becomes too much for him, and
0: they me play and you slow. play with offense linemen like that. Yeah, where it was right. like, okay, you got to just play guard. And you just gotta block the guy in front of you 89% of the time. Right. Because mm-hmm. if I give you like, okay, this look, do this he's done. He's done. Completely right. done. And me and you yes. played with guys before where we're like, watch how much you tell him now. No, don't say that. Don't right. say that.
2: Don't make him think about that. Don't don't, just, don't say just that. Just let him yeah, do
0: yeah, what yeah, he does, yeah. and we'll take care of stuff. And around then next, him. Next, you know the guy walks into the night meeting. And you see the look on his face, and you're like, "Oh shit, <laughs> he's done." Cat, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Somebody's hey, been hey, talking to him. Hey, so uh, on that pack, oh no, he's gonna he's gonna kick way too far. Anyway, uh, I I I I hope not because we need a guy like that who can be on the field, in every package, be dangerous, put him next to Mooney, get some of that double coverage off of Mooney. We need somebody else out there who's dynamic.
2: Yeah, like you said, if you could put a, and we will not know why, but if you could put a package together for him, you know, where he's out in the middle of the field. He's running those jet sweeps. Even if he's a decoy sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to be able to take advantage of that speed. That was why I asked Biggs. I was like, you know, all the talk was about, you know, a a kid that can possibly take the top off of a defense. Mm -hmm. And you see that speed. You know, you got to that hash. He started turning over. And you see the you you see him pick him up and put him (laughs) (laughs) down, and and right as a former player, you're like, well, what's keeping him off the field? You 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 know, yeah, there was an injury. It's the only thing.
0: It's the only thing, man. Because here's the thing, this is week this is week six, right? You had all cam
2: all off all. You're telling me just because
0: you're telling me just because you weren't have pads on, you don't know. Is that right. what they're telling me? Because cat like, you know, you could pull that on normal radio hosts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you ain't pulling that on me and you, right? cause, uh, if you say that in the room to me and you, we give you that look, like, hmm? Yeah, right. What, what did you say? Right. So hey. what you're saying is he wasn't paying attention then. You're talking about
2: guys that when we came into the Le- league, Le used to take VHS tapes home right. as opposed to having
0: everything on your iPad that, that you can carry with that you. That remote at all control times. was something, man, at home. <laughs> in the Osprey Lake apartments out there in Gurney, my first four years. Right? Trying try to rewind that VHS yeah, tape. Hey.
2: Man, Kat. Hey, I'm gonna show my age. <laughs> When I first got here, we had beta tapes. <laughs> <laughs> we had the little tapes. Uh, I was like, hey, okay. I
0: still had the beta with the sticker on it, the yeah, sticker on the front. Yeah. Oh yep. man. And, and, yep. uh, when they're like, oh, you know, uh, uh Olin on, uh, I remember the first time they're like, okay, hey, now on, uh, we had the third down separate. I was like, huh? <laughs> you know, they, are. Uh, they, you know, the third downs are in that category and then they're going to go, uh, they go 25%. They blit. What? From where? What? <laughs> hey, I was like, so I don't got to write this all down anymore. Right. Like, nope. what? No. Nope. Uh, man. But um they just, you know, and then, of course, cat, it's funny to me when I listen to people talk about the Bears like there is they put no resources into the D-line and the O-line. Now, Robert Quinn, he has some resources in him. Um like Biggs mentioned though, if you're shocked that he had one good year and he probably would like an average year, you haven't been following his career. Right. Um they were going to struggle on the O&D line this year. Like, like you had to know that. You had to know that when they didn't get Ogan Joby, when they didn't draft anybody in the draft, I mean, I know they got Braxton Jones playing left tackle. They took nine guys in the seven round. I know that. But let's be realistic here, okay? Like, the Bears are about to face a team with, well, if Chase Young was healthy, they'd have four first-round picks on their D-line. They have three right now, and they're pretty damn good. Yes, Right? <laughs> Got their the Bears have the I think the highest guy playing maybe Braxton Jones or uh, oh sorry it's Tevin Tevin in the second round. It's, there's just no so when you put that on the field we talked about that earlier like you 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 know you're wondering about Justin Fields and I know like the rebuild and and the money for next year and I know all of that stuff. It's just I just worry man, is this going to catch up to the Bears? Is this going to catch up to Justin Fields eventually? All the running like you were talking about taking the hits, but. Cat um, the defense stopping the run is just going to be a problem all year, right? They're just not stout inside. They don't have that. They don't have that nose guard. They don't have that tree. When they do stop the run, someone made a quick move. Um, took a chance, stunned, swam outside when he wasn't supposed to, stun it inside. It's, when they when they make a big play, that's what happens.
2: Yeah. Linebacker comes underneath the block. Yes. yeah, it's, it's, right. You
0: never right. see, I have not seen. I remember Rod Marinelli used to say, guys, he should tell his defense. Now Rod had two Hall of Famers on defense here. But Rod used to say, guys, we have to stop the run in base cover two. Seven man box. Um, like we, he'd come to nine and seven and he'd swear at them and say, I ain't calling a stunt. Stop the damn run. Right right, yeah. right now when you watch the Chicago Bears defense, unless they bring Brisker down, unless they bring him off the edge, unless they stunt, unless Andrew Blackson sw- uh, swims the outside shoulder to the right guard, unless Travis Gibson comes under the tackle, they don't stop the run, man. And not only do they stop the run, Cat, They're like five yards off the ball. Yeah, and the problem
2: with all the stunting and the trying to swim to get to another gap is now you leave big holes open. So if you're swimming into one gap, And you end up in the gap that Roquan Smith's supposed to be filling. Now you have two guys in that same gap, which means you have a big hole somewhere else that is not being filled. So that's why when you hear all the, all the coaches and, you know, media people talking about, you have to take care of your responsibility. These guys have to be able to win their one-on-one battles. And right now, the only way they're winning those battles is with stunts, blitzes, slants, and angles
0: yeah they they just um they just don't have the dudes, yeah, they just don't like i I'm a former center, you're a former right tackle if I show up against the bears d line, I'm expecting to dominate that right yes. right, like well, I was watching um Dalvin Cook, and I was thinking. He, he's, he, he was juking after seven yards and there's no one to juke, but he just is used to it at least, <laughs> like, Hey, I got, I got to juke somebody, somebody here. Be <laughs> here. Look, guys, I don't know if you guys know, but someone should be in this area here. Right. Um, I did like, I did like Cat, I did like Travis Gibson on the right tackle. I think the commanders, um, I think Biggs is a little confused at who the Commanders have on their offensive line, but that's okay. It's a short week, uh, but I think the Commanders, um, I think they're they're a little weak on the right side of their line. I did like the way Gibson looked running ETs on that side um, with Justin Jones. I think that's okay. I think that may be one of the strongest rushes right now. And Gibson looks like he's got some play strength when he comes underneath. You know, his ends like I remember, like. Oh, I hope that end doesn't come inside when I slide to him because stopping him, it's you know, good, and then, yeah. and then, the end would, yeah. and then the end was like, oh, stop, stop grabbing my face mask. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, right,
2: by hey, any means necessary. Hey hey, hey,
0: hey, hey, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I think that that, is, but again, just like stopping the run, they're trying everything. They're, you know, they're lining, they're, they're, they're overloading one side. Um, that, that, that D line, you know, this, this defense is based on, getting a rush from four guys, right? Now, yeah. Charles Leno versus Quinn, you would think that that would be a favorable matchup for us. We'll be watching him. Right, oh this yeah. we we'll are watching uh, uh, Leno was a guy, um, Bears Twitter just, I mean, the guy was horrible. He Everybody can't, wanted him you No, know, he, he doesn't belong right. in the NFL, but it's funny, he's still in the NFL. He got a new contract. Um, got a job. You, every, everyone always has to remember when you talk about offensive linemen. Um, when you want a guy gone, like someone else, there's 32 jobs. You know what I mean? Like there's 32. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, you, you can't just say, we got to replace that guy. You got to give me the plan. Right. And, 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 it, and this is not an answer. Anybody is better. No, they're not. No, no, they're not. No. That, that right there for me disqualifies you from the argument of we got to replace this guy. If you just say, well, anybody's better than that. Well, then you don't. Sorry. You don't know. Yeah. You you know, don't, I mean, it's like, yeah. uh, so, um, but the, the, that cat to me, the D line, the O-line in pass pro eventually is going to be this team. Not eventually. It's this team's Achilles heel. Yeah,
2: and and like you said, in order to be able to rush the passer, you've got to stop the run. Yeah. You know, and they have not put themselves in a lot of situations where they have been able to just pin their ears back and rush a passer. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's... that's that's what they need not only not only for their stats but for their own confidence mm-hmm. you know they need to be able to get some pressure and 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 Washington has, has given up some sacks they they have had some problems across the line I went back and looked at a little bit of that Tennessee film where you yeah, know they, they, they were they build their 11. they
0: build their line like us <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 and and, and everybody saying, man, the D line's amazing, the O line, and you're like, yeah, they have four, they, you know, chasing, they have four first round, but they're D Sweat, line, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, come on, man, come on, like, like, it's 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 not rocket science, right? right. It's not. Uh, right. Uh, well, I want to remind you guys, you're listening to the No Name Football Podcast. He's James Big Cat Williams. You can find him on Twitter, J Big Cat Williams. I'm Olin Cruz. You can find me on Twitter at Olin underscore croots our other co-host, Jason McKee is not here, but you can find him on Twitter at jmac37. We are the no-name pod. You can follow the no-name pod on Twitter at the no-name pod. Uh, Kat, when you go, oh, one more thing before we leave the Vikings game. Does Kyler Gordon remind you of Rondé Barber? When he blitzes off that edge, and I know it's a big name, he'd be the best. This, like that, this. I, I just threw up the best guy ever played nickel back in that position. Rondé was something, man. Yeah. Rondé, John Lynch, Warren Sapp, Simeon Rice, uh, 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 you know Brooks. I mean, come on, that that defense was crazy. But, um, I saw him come off the edge by the goal line last against the Vikings, and he gave the tackle something. And I said, oh, what yeah. was that?" Yeah, that that wow, that's a hard. It's that, a big name. I know a it's, na- a name. <laughs> it's a big name. It's a big name.
2: I know. I know. That's I know. asking a lot. Hey, listen. Hey, I mean, I
0: I, I, I know what gold. you're seeing. Hey, we're digging for right, gold.
2: Right. I, I I understand what you're seeing. My my concern at times is his awareness, mm-hmm. and I understand he's young. Yeah, rookie. I, I understand he's young, and. I think with the awareness he will gain as he plays this game longer, yes, I think he has the possibility of being that kind of guy. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, at times you watch him out there running around and you understand that he's special. Yeah. The field goal block? Yeah. You understand. Mm -hmm. I, I, I tell our kids in high school all the time, unless the function is screwed up between the snapper, the holder, and the kicker, a guy off the edge should never block a
0: field. Mm -hmm. Especially in the NFL. When you get off the ball like he did... Well, laid out, too. Hey, was stretched out. But, you know, his, We I talked to his position coach at Washington on the score uh, right after he got drafted. He said something interesting to me because they, they have a lot of guys in the NFL. They coach a lot. of The secondary has been producing NFL caliber players now for, I don't know, Kat, the last five or six years. Okay. He said the most athletic guy he's ever coached. Now, he didn't say fast. Right. But he said athletic. And I'm like, trying to see different. a little bit of it. I'm yeah. trying to see a little bit of what uh, they are talking about. Uh, it's funny, Cat, when you watch this team, I was saying before they threw me off of every show,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was saying to everybody, if you're cheering the Brisker, the Kyler Gordon, and the Vilas Jones picks, if you're cheering, if you love it, then I don't want to hear you complain about the O&D line right. when the season starts. Right. And now you're hearing Everybody's all the radio guys, all right. the same guys saying, right. "I love that pack of it." It's not seven on seven, bro. It's not. So we got you. Got to get big bodies. You got to get competition in those old line dealer. And, yeah. I, and I know, I know. Pose has a at least a long term plan. I know he does. Like you don't have to tell me that. Ian Cunningham, they're two linemen. They know, they know. They got to get bigger and stronger on both sides. Right. But, the, like guys. If you were saying how much you loved having a kick returner in a third round instead of a lineman. I don't want to hear from you right now. I just don't. I don't want to hear from you about should they, should they change their offensive line to who? Right. Who are they, to who? Who are they going to put in? Who they going to put in? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, um, the defensive line, it's just, it's going to be, it's just, we're in the midst of it this year. This year, we are in the middle of this right now.
2: Yeah. And, You know, you you think about the old teams, the old, the old Cowboys, the old Steelers, Bears back in the day, up front,
0: they were monsters. The Steelers used to have, I remember going to 2005, the game, I remember when down there it was snowing. It was Casey Hampton. It was Kimo Van Um, Gosh, what was the guy with the beard now? I got to get his name before, before that, those guys, Bro. Joey Porter on the edge. I mean, yeah. it was just the foot in the middle. Troy Polamalu, right? A right. uh, LeBeau calling defenses on the sideline. Like, what are we gonna do here today? You've got to be built to stop. Oh stuff man! Like that. Well, and you you just gotta like. I remember like I would screw in the top of my chin strap because I wasn't, it was going to pop off every time. Cat, right. So I would just tell "Hi, hi, uh, grab me that Phillips screw and just screw my chin strap in. He goes, why? Cause I said, I don't want to be fixing it all game. When I go against Casey Hampton and he hits me in the force, pops the chin strap <laughs> right. off my helmet every time. Right. The last he, thing
2: I want to do is be punching my thumb up trying to
0: get that on. So in that game we went quarterback sneak cat and we got it. Right. And you know, you know, me and my big mouth. So I'm talking trash to Casey, right? Like, you know, all that money you make and as big as you are. And I got the first down. <laughs> so he, so we go the next. So I didn't know like three or four plays later, we we're going to be in fourth short again. <laughs> Bro, he hit me with, I got to find his video. If I find his video, I'll put it on Twitter for, um, for our listeners. He hit me with like an elbow up move in my, in my face mask. I knocked out for like 10 seconds and we yeah. got the first down. <laughs> But he looked at me after, like, how'd that feel, big guy? And I was like, that guy's a monster right there.
2: Hey, is it amazing the little shots that you could take that nobody really seems to realize. Like we played Washington one year, and it was LeVar Arrington's first year. on the toss crack. On the, t- on I, was, the toss. I was behind you, <laughs>
0: Cat. I was behind you, bro. I didn't know whether to pick you up or keep running. To be honest with you, I was like, hey. And I and I'll be honest with you, in my mind, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> hey, in my mind, that was like, oh shit too. Hey,
2: all I remember is pulling around, and I looked at him. And he never looked
0: at the running back, bro. He ran. Bro, side, what was the size of that guy's head? Though? Oh god, yeah. I mean, yeah. I remember looking at him and like go, like this guy's a linebacker, dude. That
2: was, I mean, yeah. Like, like you said, I was. There was about ten seconds of you know not knowing what was going on. All I knew was I was headed down, and we were going to kick a f- extra point. <laughs> hey, I felt like a bad friend because I was like.
0: Should I stop and pick Cat up? But I gotta go make my block. Hey, right. No, hey. no. Hey, leave me hey. here. I'll be all, all right. On my way running, I was every man for himself. <laughs> <laughs> I was just glad you got out first and he hit you. You know what I mean? Because at that angle, there's nothing you can do. Nothing no, to- I think the guy ran a 4.6 or, or something. I think hey. he was 250. Dude, he he was a- like, he got on me quick. Physically, he was like Lack. Physically, he was. Yeah. He was that big. I, I remember, and I remember, I think Bruce Smith was on that line. Wasn't he on that line? That That's the game I got thrown out because Curtis, remember uh Blake Brocklemyer yeah. cut somebody and Curtis came. <laughs> anyway, uh they threw me out of that game because we won't blame Blake Brocklemyer, but it was Blake Brocklemyer. It was Brock.
2: It's, uh, always it's always Brocklemyer. Always
0: yeah. Um uh, But, uh, that, that was, yes, that, that, I, I, do remember that. And we all, we all been there. You play long enough. Yeah. You're going to get lit up, you know? Uh, so this game, Cat, uh, the commanders coming actually tomorrow, tomorrow, um, it'll be the Bears versus the commanders. Uh, you know, we're, we're not expecting a lot of points. I think both teams are averaging about 18 points a game. Uh, the over is set at 37 and a half. Uh, the Bears are minus one. It's a pick em game. It's a pick game versus the one and four Washington commanders, your good friend, Chico Ron Rivera, uh back in town. Uh, what did you think about what he said about when he said um the quarterback? Everything starts with the quarterback. The only teams that win have a good quarterback. Um the bus went, bleep, bleep, when they backed up. I saw uh Peanut today tweeted out, uh the truth hurts. That's true too. Yeah. I got. I got to be yeah. honest. I mean, you don't want to yeah. say that, right. but Ron was in line.
2: No, no, he wasn't, and you know he tried. He tried to backtrack a little bit, and you know politically, he put a political correct spin on it. But you know, damage is done. You, you're talking about the quarterback that you guys handpicked to bring in, and. a coaching staff is it that you as a coaching staff have let him down or is he not the player that you thought he was when they brought him in mm-hmm. that I mean that that's got to be the question because as a line everybody's sitting around looking around you know well we've heard what the coach had to say mm-hmm. you know what are what can we do to change this mm-hmm. how does this how is this going to affect them? Going forward, like I asked you the other day, you know, does, is this from Rivera, from Ron, is this a statement that galvanizes his team and brings them together? Mm-hmm. Or does it separate that locker room? Now do you have Wentz talking about, well, hell, y'all, y'all don't want me. Cause I mean, now all of a sudden Wentz has a sore shoulder mm-hmm. and you know, he's coming into this game, not knowing his status about. A shoulder. They said every day he was at practice last week, you know, he'd throw the ball, then he'd rub his shoulder a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know. So you have to wonder how do his comments affect how the team is going to come out and play?
0: Yeah, it's just what did he say in the team room? How was it received? Or, you know, besides whence, does everybody else say, well, he's right. 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 Does everybody else say, well, you know, let's take a look at. Heineken. I don't know. I mean, as you know, he may play anyway because, like you said, Wentz has a bad shoulder. But, um, like you know, we've been on teams before where everyone's saying one thing outside of the building, but we're all saying something different inside. Right. So you just said, like, right. does it bring them all together? And right? one thing about Wentz is, you look at the
2: last two games, and they've had bad interceptions near the goal line on opportunities. To win games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Last week, it was a throw into the end zone, a throw down the field that was picked off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the week before that, it was a throw on the two yard line that got picked off as they're trying mm-hmm. to go in. So, I
0: mean, you man, know. That's rough, man. In the red zone, that's rough. Yeah, that's it is. And I, and I mean. But well, they're, they're minus seven right now in a, in, a, in a turnover differential. That's right. why they're one and four. Right. You're, right. My, you're minus seven this early in the year. You're going to be one and four. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to win a lot of football games. Uh, a key to the game, again, for the Bears this year, you know, win the turnover battle. Get Wentz to throw you a couple. Kendallville door beautiful interception last week, playing that zone on that boot. Um, you know, they've been going over boot a lot there at Alice Hall. Right? Oh, yeah. um, pretty simple for me on the offside of Ball Cat. Uh, they have monsters in the middle. Jonathan Allen, Darren Payne, Montez Sweat on the edge. Don't leave sweat with a tight end, please. Oh, um, he, he, uh, ate the Tennessee tight end early in the game last week, but Jonathan Allen, Kat, I was, you know, I don't know how much you've seen of this guy in the middle. He's got this like, um, r- like this Reggie White hump move, but he doesn't let it go. So he doesn't really hump the guy. He like, he throws it in and then he just walks him back walks to the quarterback. Back. It's something, man. Yeah. I, I know you, I, I want to ask you specifically, you played a lot against Reggie White when you're going against the hump move like uh, Lucas, pa- I'm, I'm imagining the Redskins are putting him on Lucas Patrick every third down. Every third down, the Bears gotta stay on schedule this week. You do not want to get in third and long versus this pass rush. Right. Uh, if you do, run a screen, uh, run a quick screen or, or boot or run him out of the pot. Anyway, facing the hump, you faced Reggie White's hump move for years. You guys just have battles in there. What is important? I know it's different. It's inside you or outside, but what was what were your keys facing the hump move?
2: The one thing that Tony Wise taught me that I always stuck with when playing Reggie was stay inside, Mm -hmm. keep inside leverage. He wasn't fast enough to beat you around the corner. You know, as long as you hit that near point and I know where the quarterback is set up at, I can always run him around the corner. The problem becomes when I get squared up and he's able to sink that hump move Mm. in and he doesn't even have to get you off your feet. Just the ability to get you leaning the wrong way allows him to now, even if the hump move doesn't work, I am so off balance that he can walk me back to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So keeping inside leverage on a guy like that and changing up the way I attacked him. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of times a fast guy on the edge, I wanted to attack. I wanted to force him to not only carry his body weight, but carry my 330 pounds also, mm-hmm. you know? So, I would attack him as often as I could. Get all my weight on him, force him to try and bull rush me. Cuz that's what I want you to do. I want you to get up in all this mm-hmm. and I want you to feel it. Yeah, you're, yeah, well, you're a big guy, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Not everybody can do no, that. No, you can, not, everybody not everybody can absorb. Can that. Right. Not everybody can absorb, right. yeah. But being able to Impose my will as far as coming off the ball, even if it's a pass play, and being able to attack a guy mm-hmm. helped me out. Yeah, you don't want to be
0: setting back on. on no,
2: o. no, and, and, and it's you know it's it's a different era now. But I watch everybody, and everybody's kicking on a forty-five degree angle, and all the doesn't, same. doesn't matter whether it's a three-step, five-step, seven-step drop. Mm-hmm. Change it up. Change it up. Change it up. Yeah. Do jump a guy, you know, jump a guy, knock his hands down, cut the guy. I mean, there, there, there's so many different things that you can do to try and keep a, whether it be a big, strong guy like Reggie
0: off balance or, you know, a, a, a guy that's going to fly off the edge. Yeah. You know, it was funny because Taylor Boggs, uh, you remember Taylor Boggs? Yeah. So he worked with Larry Warford. Larry Warford, a pretty good guard in NFL. Saints, uh, Lions to start. He actually played against Allen a lot, and he would overset him on purpose. He would set out, but like you said, he's just gaining leverage on one side or the other. Right. And then when he would go for the hump, he would flip his hips and run him into the center. So, and that worked for him. <laughs> yeah. But you like like you're saying, I wasn't a hip flipper. <laughs> yeah. But like you're saying, you cannot just set on a forty-five and think, like I like to tell young offensive linemen, Allen's the kind of guy you can take the perfect set, throw your hands perfect. You're gonna lose. And you still might lose. You're gonna yeah. lose, right? right? So these guys are all first round picks. I think Allen has a four year, seventy million dollar contract. That's eighteen million a year for a D lineman. There's a reason. I, I don't I don't know what these guys would look like with Chase Young on, on the edge too. Like that—that that would be insane. But anyway, staying on schedule for this offense, running the ball, being stubborn with the run, as Getzy has showed, he—he he can be stubborn with the run, uh, getting fields out of the pocket, screens. The—the uh, the big mismatch is the Redskins' D line versus the Bears' offensive line. And then on the other side, good Jalen Johnson is back because they got some pretty good receivers. Cap, they got yeah. the, the, the the Commanders got some pretty good. They do rack up. I mean, I know they lost the last game, but I think Wentz threw for almost 359 or something last game. So um get a pass rush. Give Gibson that E.T. out there on that side because uh, the right side the line, I, I don't think Cosme, the right tackle, is going to play. Might see Cornelius Lucas, uh, Shadiq Charles, the right guard. I think Justin Jones can beat this guy. Nick Martin, interestingly enough, Nick Martin was a starting center at Notre Dame before Sam was. Okay. He'll play some standard two for the Washington commander. So, uh, it'll be interesting to watch, uh, this game, this team's, cause, um, they kind of mirror each other, except for the commander's D line has a lot of resources, uh, put into that D line. So, uh, Kat, we'll be back next week after this game to talk about, or maybe we'll be back Friday or Saturday. We'll see. We'll see what, uh, you know, Coach McKee's got, we'll see what we got. Right. <laughs> uh, we'll see if we want to actually do it or not. Right. See if this is something see we want to talk about. Uh, uh, but, uh, thanks for joining us here on the No Name Football Podcast. Uh, be sure to download it and we'll be back. Uh, who knows? We'll be back at some point. Hey guys, it's Olin Cruz and I want to tell you about Tequila Embajador, the official tequila of the No Name Podcast. Whether it's celebrating a big win or just kicking back after work, adding Tequila Embajador takes every gathering to the next level. The care, quality, and patience put into each and every bottle of Tequila Embajador can be tasted from the first sip to the last. And it's why we're honored to call them our teammates. Go to their website. EmbajadorTequila.com and use the code KICKOFF10 and receive your discount on your next purchase of Tequila Embajador, the official tequila of the No Name Podcast. Well, that does it for our show today on the No Name Football Podcast. We thank all of our listeners for listening and supporting us on all the social media platforms. Make sure you download our podcast. We're on all the platforms, Spotify, iTunes, whatever your choice is. Make sure you download it. Make sure you tell your friends and family. Give us a rating if you like. Hopefully, it's a five-star rating, but if not, give us a rating anyway. uh, We like your uh, feedback and criticism that uh, things we can improve on upon our show. But before we go, as usual... Man, I want to suit up right now. In the words of the great Mike Brown, you guys keep making plays in life, and we'll keep making these great podcasts for you. We're out, and we'll see you next time, Chicago. Take care. God bless. Mahalo.